0: Hey everyone, how's it going? It's David from the Geek Garage podcast, and Geek Garage goes to the movies. Uh, I am greatly sorry. I'm not really sorry that I've been gone. Uh, no, I am sorry. And uh, Ted, of course, he has been picking up the slack the so, last...
1: Such as it is. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, he's been picking up the slack the last couple of weeks. Um, he's been doing episodes on his own, uh, on his own of course, and... Uh, that's because I have been in between uh, houses. I'm currently technically homeless, uh, but don't no. worry, I'm not sleeping on any park benches or anything. I'm t- right. just in my in-laws. He's and... got a leaf bed under a tree. <laughs> <laughs> right. that That is <clears throat> um, sometimes more uh, idealistic than my current situation you know my in-laws are great i'm currently staying at my in-laws and it is interesting to say the very least mm. um but yeah the the recording situation here is a little um uh, less than
1: less than ideal yeah. yeah uh
0: so um i mean it it's currently where we're, we're recording now mm-hmm. but um you know there's it's it, not it's
1: not long-term tenable right yeah
0: but good news is uh, if you've been keeping up with my social media stuff the last couple of days, uh, I just landed a new job um, this past <clears throat> this past Wednesday. So I indeed will be working. So uh, which also means that we will be able to afford the house that my wife and I uh, purchased a couple months ago, and they've been working on building and stuff. So. On July 19th, we will be closing on our new house, moving to Murfreesboro, and we'll have a awesome, dedicated recording space where it'll be isolated and awesome, and it'll be fucking decorated and stuff, so we'll be able to go and record, and it'll just be a lot more professional and... Mm. I mean the sounds. I, okay. I I can't right. the sound speak. maybe I can't speak to the, <laughs> the actual quality of the, the, podcast. the quality of the podcast. Yeah. That might
1: that's not going anywhere. <laughs> so if you if you're liking it, you're wrong. Number one, but also <laughs> I feel like stick the, around because it ain't getting better.
0: <laughs> I feel like the quality may increase a little bit over time, maybe, hopefully, but
1: buddy, I haven't increased in quality in 35 years. It ain't getting better now.
0: <laughs> you know what I. I'll just continue to be the the optimist out of the mm. two of us. Mm.
1: That's a sad state of affairs. Yeah, whatever. But congrats on the, the new gig yes. and on uh, on the new home. Right, but... Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's good to have you back in the fold.
0: Yes, it is, it is awesome to be back. Um, but of course, that's not what we're here to talk about. Uh, like I said, I, I just kind of wanted to bring it up as like, hey, this is why I haven't been present a whole lot lately. But, like, good things are definitely on uh, the horizon, so blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> Today, we are actually talking about two movies. I believe they're both still in theaters, and they are Smart and Anna. Yes. Yes. Um... We both—they both? they have
1: nothing in common with one another. Absolutely nothing. Um, uh, the they just th- happen to be the last two movies that we saw together.
0: That is correct. That is the only thing the that only, they have yeah, in common yeah. as far as you and I go. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, they—they they both have female leads. I mean, true. Uh, true. Anna is female lead, and mm-hmm. Booksmart is leads. Right. For the most part, I mean, like you could say there's a, a you know, more dominant character, but. That, we'll get that, there yeah we'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get, get there but anyways <clears throat> um yeah so Booksmart, smart of course is the directorial debut from the wonderful amazing beautiful olivia wilde and anna the second movie is helmed by the uh one and only luke the luke, B- song yeah. yeah
1: so yeah first one was Booksmart. we went and saw that in theaters uh, that was kind of on a whim we saw the trailer for anna in front of john wick 3 yeah and we were like this looks awesome that trailer fucking lied to us it was 100 we'll, we'll a lie it like, was a, it was like, terribly we, not accurate <laughs> right we'll get there
0: we will get there uh but yes like like we said those are the uh the two movies that we have in uh in store for you guys as far as our discussion for this evening or this afternoon this morning whenever you decide to listen to this podcast for us it's this evening yes um just a, a, another a quick thing we are as of today planning on attending a KaiCon, which is the, uh, it's not a sister con to MTAC, but if you are familiar with MTAC, the Middle Tennessee Anime Convention that we went to back in April of this year, it is very similar, it is on a much smaller scale, uh, much smaller attendance, but it's still an awesome convention, same kind of people go to it, it uh, has the same kind of panels and events and and all that cool fun stuff, and we are attempting to come in a more official capacity than we did at mtech less
1: less guerrilla marketing more professional people
0: which we uh, i i don't i'm not even mad about uh the the way we went about or had to go about our guerrilla marketing with mtech because it was a great learning experience that
1: also but i feel like we got we had a pretty good uh response yes um outside of a few bad eggs as the saying goes that were very rude and shall remain nameless but you know who you are dicks uh, aside from those people it was a it was a very good I'm a total introvert and I was like I'm a giant human being also so I was yes. like I'm, I'm waiting for the police to be called because I'm basically you, terrifying you, you,
0: <laughs> you Ted became my new fucking best friend after yeah. MTAC because he yeah. was like hey you want a fucking button get your ass back over here and listen to our goddamn podcast <laughs> I had some good I had some good
1: singers. yeah uh, that weekend oh I'm, yeah I'm proud of some of those <laughs>
0: yeah what was that line you said to uh, the the dude in the Dude, in the, in the temp, the
1: Knight Templar Crusader, it's <laughs> like, hey man, uh, so are you like pre-Crusades or post? Because of post, you're amazingly well-adjusted. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, uh, in like 600 years, there's gonna be this thing called a podcast. They're they're dope. Check them out. Right. Also, when you hear about America, that's our bad. Our that's ba- our bad. Our bad. <laughs>
0: And you just had, like, zingers, like, yeah. one after another in, like I was that in rare, rare form, form that weekend. Yeah. You were, but yeah. much appreciated, much welcomed. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we're, we're hoping, like I said, uh, a more official capacity. We yeah. filled out the application to attend and, and have a booth. We're, uh, we're going to have a, a, a table and i i kind of joked i'd like to have some sort of like sign that has our our logo on it or like a banner we're gonna do like
1: the office and just take a blank piece of paper (laughs) right (laughs) and then one of us is gonna have to leave like an hour into the convention to come home and get another
0: one (laughs) pam is this from is this from the office no i just i just grabbed it from the copier damn it pam Pam, go grab the 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 good stuff (laughs) right no uh yeah, we I think.
1: Yeah, that's July twenty sixth to twenty eighth. Yeah, I it's, think. It's, it's, it's like it's the, the very end of July, l- very last weekend yeah, in July. That is over at the uh, Wilson County Convention Ex- Center. I yeah, think, the Wilson County the Wilson Expo County Expo Center. It's, it's in Wilson County. Just Google a kayakon. Yeah, a uh, k a i c o n. You'll find it.
0: Yeah, uh, if you're also familiar with the uh, Wilson County Fairgrounds or Wilson County Fair, uh, it is there yeah that's that's where it's located Um, Uh, they they have a a new-ish expo center that they mm -hmm. built the past uh it was it was like two two three years ago it it doesn't doesn't matter doesn't matter um Uh,
1: even if we don't get a booth uh we'll be there in some capacity maybe maybe guerrilla marketing again so dress as a templar i'll use
0: those same zingers on you (laughs) right
1: yeah
0: all right well let's uh without further ado let's get to it shall we cool So, Ted, did you show up to your high school graduation in crazy late fashion, driving a car onto a football field doing donuts? No. No? I didn't either. Because things like that only happen in movies. Right. uh, I didn't do that because mine was held at the Grand Ole Opry, so there was no football field to do donuts on.
1: Ours was actually held at the football field. Really? (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I didn't drive onto it.
0: Yeah, well, since we're pretentious uh, a-holes and... Catholics and we got that, that private school money. We were able to have our stuff at things like that. But mm. I went um, to public school. Yeah, I, I wish I did. No, you um, don't. Be, you think that. No, no, because I would have gotten better grades if I went to public school. That's a good point. You might because have you don't have to try school. as hard <laughs> in public school. And I'm not generalizing here because <laughs> I went to public school most of my life mm. and then went to private school for high school and I... Let me tell you, I actually had to try and I was... Insanely disappointed.
1: You know who else had to try? Um, I, don't, I don't know. The characters in the movie Book Smart, which is the whole point of this fucking podcast.
0: Yes. Uh, <laughs> and an excellent segue into yes. our first film. Yes. Uh, that is that is kind of what sent them on their journey is uh, the realization that they tried and all these people that they went to school with didn't have to try and were still smart and they still got to enjoy their, their youth. Mm-hmm. Or the, their their high school youth. Uh,
1: yeah, one of the lines. Uh, I think this is in the trailer. It's it's not really a spoiler because the trailer and the, the like the plot of the movie is pretty well readily apparent. Was we discussed. oh yeah spoiler like, alert. Yeah, well spoilers of course. But uh, one of the one of the lines. It's a back and forth between one of the main characters. She's like, you know, you guys didn't care about school, and they're like, no, we didn't just care about school. Right. Like they had other interests, like you know, typical like movie teenager stuff, like parties and whatnot.
0: Right. Yeah uh so uh do you uh would you like to do the honors of going first uh overall thoughts and feelings sure yeah
1: i can do that i can do that yeah um so one of the big things that everybody said about this movie is that it's basically um some some combination or some version of it's this generation super bad or it's Mm -hmm. like the female super bad right i think both of those are a little unfair
0: I definitely have some notes, which I'll uh, we'll mm. we'll, and we'll get into it right. later on. Um, um, but so I have some notes. One on One thing
1: that. I think that is really uh, reductive to what yeah. the movie is overall. I think it's, it it just tries to pigeonhole into it, it tries to pigeonhole it into that. And while they definitely do hit some of the same like same beats, you might say. Um, it's it's not really the same kind of movie, and also sure. like all teen or coming of age movies, kind of hit the same things. Like, I mean, if you look at um, this Superbad, Fast Times, like they all have a lot of the same sort of similar jokes and similar beats and things like that. Right. Um, so, like I said, I think that was kind. Of, I think that's kind of reductive. I think that's kind of a, a cheap and easy thing to say because Superbad had such an impact. You know, that movie came out. Two thousand eight, I think.
0: Yeah, uh, um, Olivia Wilde. She actually, not to interrupt or mm. cut in or anything, but yeah, sure Olivia Wilde. She said, um, "The Breakfast Club, Fast Times, uh, Dazed and Confused, and Clueless. They were all inspirations for the film. Right, and uh, I
1: think that's that's pretty, pretty apparent.
0: Yeah, and and yeah, seems accurate.
1: Yeah, um, I thought the movie was uh, hysterical in mm-hmm. some parts. I was I was laughing. Uh, a lot in some of it. I think it got funnier as it went on. Yeah. Um I thought parts of it were really eye I was just like, oh my God, we're still we're still making this or this this joke again. Mm-hmm. Um the joke where the one character kept just showing up randomly. Uh, I was it's, like, this that's... was really funny the first three times. We don't have to do it every ten minutes, you know. Um but overall I think it was a fun movie. Um, I, it didn't hit me like some of the other movies of this genre have, and I think sure. it's because I'm not in that target demo anymore, so mm-hmm. to speak. So it didn't that's resonate fair. didn't resonate with me as much. Also because I did, I was, you know, obviously I'm not, uh, I'm not a woman, so I have no idea what um, that would be like to be in high school as a, as you know, right. what it'd be like to be like a 17 year old girl. So I but, couldn't relate. That doesn't make it a bad movie. And that's not a criticism. It's just maybe right. I understand. It's just me understanding that like, hey, this is not. For you, so I, I, because of that, it didn't resonate, so I don't feel like I enjoyed it as much as maybe some other people would. But right. I, I still thought it was a, a very strong movie. For sure.
0: And while you don't need, uh, while it it definitely, you're right, it definitely has a, a lot of humor and anecdotal uh, moments that are geared towards women, mm. It, it is definitely relatable. To, for for both men. And totally, women.
1: totally, and uh, like I said, I don't want to just pigeonhole it as like, oh, it's like a, uh, again, I think it, I think saying it's like a girl super bad is, is dumb and reductive. Yeah. But um, there are definitely some moments. The one that jumps out at me the most is um, when the two characters, the two main characters, like get dressed to go out, and they have their like back and forth of like, oh my god, you're an angel, and like who told you you could be this beautiful? Like that's right. funny. Um, I, you know, it, it, it's played for laughs, and it is funny. But at the same time, I was just like is that like it was kind of one of those like brain dead guy moments where I was like do, do women do that like you know you know what I mean it's just yeah. like um, but it, still it was funny like again that's not a criticism of the movie sure that's just like it didn't hit me the way like um, to be that guy like it didn't hit me the way super bad did but again when Superbad came out like I was not that far removed from high school right you know Um. again I think part of the reason is I'm just older now and I'm a little more removed, a little yeah. more detached from those experiences. So, mm-hmm. um, But again, I, th- I still think it was a very good movie overall.
0: Yeah. I, I'll definitely echo not everything that you said, but a lot of what you said. I thought it was a solid uh, freshman effort for Olivia Wilde. Absolutely. Wild. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, you know, it's typically hit or miss with a lot of first-time directors. Whether you Especially know, for first- comedies. Yes. Because
1: comedy is, I mean, all art is subjective. It is a, a comedy tricky, is super subjective.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it and it, it can be very difficult, especially today, uh, and especially within the last couple of years, with the the ambiguity ambiguity of what what you can get away with versus what you uh, what you could get away with, you know, like ten years ago mm-hmm. versus now right. it is vastly different.
1: Right. Um. So yeah. It's also yeah, an ambiguity.
0: What did I say? Ambi-
1: <laughs> ambiguity. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. It's your first podcast back. It's all right.
0: And I, and I like to consider myself someone that has good grammar. Mm. I, I really shouldn't. No. No, I shouldn't. Anyways. So, yeah. I, I thought it was really funny. I thought a lot of the humor was very character-driven. Uh, it's... It, not to dive right into comparing it to Superbad or other like similar type of movies a lot of that uh, a lot of the humor from similar movies to this has a lot of very uh, very funny situational moments mm. where they get themselves into situations and that's funny but i thought a, a lot a good portion of the humor the good humor in this movie was derived from the character interactions the characters themselves and the the characters were just really fleshed out like i have it in my notes extensively that the even the um the the lesser known or the side characters the you know the supporting characters and roles were even those were really funny and and fleshed right. out
1: uh, that's, i'm i'm glad you mentioned that because with a few minor exceptions and i mean i mean like truly minor exceptions right. like very small incidental characters Pretty much everyone was very close to approaching three dimensional, if not outright three dimensional. Right. Um, they yeah. weren't just like, um, and, and a lot of like high school or coming of age movies fall into this, where they're just like, that's the jock or that's the you know straight A student right. or whatever. Like they, they were very fleshed out. So, um, yeah. some some of them m- more successfully than others. Sure. I'll put it that way.
0: Yeah, I I, I definitely have more thoughts uh, to come on the the character. In character development and, mm-hmm. and uh, the characters being three-dimensional and, and all that here shortly. Just I'll get through the, the rest of my general thoughts. Uh, I thought the cinematography was awesome. It had I don't want to be so weird or crass as to say, oh, it had no place uh, uh, as uh, looking so great um, for, for this kind of movie or this kind of comedy. Um, it is basically like you know having great cinematography for I don't know super bad or or, or fast times or something like that. Mm. Um, but um, you know that's that's also uh, reductive. I I just thought that the the cinematography was was really yeah, great. It's, it's well it was shot. a lot of fun. It's well shot. Yeah. Um, the the score, which uh, I I was I looked into it and apparently it was. Composed by the the DJ slash producer Dan the Automator, uh, who is from the Gorillas mm-hmm. and a bunch of other shit. Yeah, I I didn't know that, but uh, I I do now, um, <laughs> and it cool cool anecdote right uh, 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 or uh, factoid trivia bit about the movie. Um, yeah, uh, I mean there was like a bunch of different like short transition. uh musical bits in, you know in between scenes that just describes a transition um but yeah uh the you could tell like there was um some it wasn't like a a band uh, or they were like using samples from from a band's music mm. uh for for like everyone that you would kind of associate with like a, a late 90s early 2000s movie like teen movie where mm. Uh, you know, you'd, you'd hear, like, No Doubt, you know, as a tra- as transition music, and then all of a sudden you'd right. hear, like, you know, early Foo Fighters, and then you'd hear, you know, all whatever.
1: Yeah, and, and strangely, I think that's one of the only parts of the movie that don't root it to the late teens, the late 20-teens. Right. Um, we talked about this after seeing it. Like, a lot of the other, some, well, not a lot, but some of the other... Um, coming-of-age type movies are a little more timeless in that they don't have those things necessarily that root them to, like, the mid-'90s. Yeah, and I
0: I definitely have that in my notes as well, how this is a bit more... uh, I don't know if dated is the right word, but I guess contemporary. Yeah.
1: Well, it it is super contemporary, but, I mean, it's going to be very rooted to... This generation. ...2018, 2019. Yeah. Right? Uh, Yeah. Um, Not that that's necessarily a bad thing, just that it's not going to be as, like it's not going to be necessarily as timeless as some of the other movies. There's
0: definitely a lot of like cultural references and Mm -hmm. uh, especially with like the, the lingo and, and some of the the catchphrases that are really popular Mm -hmm. nowadays. And I'm not even going to try and remember uh, and regurgitate them because I'll probably forget which ones were used and just sound like an asshole and an idiot uh, that, one who can't remember, and two uh, is is clearly hello, uncool. Cool. Yeah, hello yeah, fellow cool kids, right?
1: Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I, I agree with what you've said so yeah. far. Um, I do have, I mean, it's I, I don't want it to be a total love fest. I did have some issues with the movie sure. unrelated to anything we've talked about so far, really. Uh, uh, you
0: want to get into some of those? We
1: can. Did you have anything else you wanted to hit first?
0: Uh, that, that was pretty much, I mean, like I, I definitely, with everything that I said, I have mm. sub points uh, with all of that. Okay. So uh, we can we can ch- kind of just go through yeah. as yeah. as we.
1: Um, one of the things about it that did not work as well for me, it's very apparent in some aspects that it's a movie script by committee. I don't remember exactly how many writers were credited. Mm-hmm. If you want to try and pull that up, I think it was three or four, maybe. That's not necessarily a bad thing. That's and it's really fairly typical in a lot of movies, um, but some of it, see, like you can see kind of echoes of some things that were maybe in there that got excised, but not completely. One of the things that I thought was really... Four writers. Yeah, four writers. One of the things that I thought was kind of jarring is there's a scene where um, uh, a couple of the characters show up to school, and they're like the the quote-unquote rich, the two rich kids. Sure. And she's like, here come the 1%. I'm like, yo, you go to a school in Southern California, ostensibly. I was like, you ain't that far removed from that. (laughs) Um, And that just is strange to me, because for a movie that's so, and I, I don't mean this in a pejorative sense, but like so woke and so... Um so diverse in a lot of ways, like right. that was kind of a brain dead add in. Like sure. You know, if you want to be intersectional, class is a part of that. Yeah. Um, not to be political because again, I said it before on the podcast, I'm not that guy and we're not that podcast, but that's just something that kind of was jarring to me. Um that said, I do think it I say this as a you know, half white male, um, I do think it was very diverse when compared to a lot of other films, especially of this type. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, your mileage may vary on what you think of that, but I thought it was cool. Um I thought that it was... I'm not going to sit here and be like, it's so brave that they did this because that's dumb. Um, right. But I did think it was... It offered a fresh perspective. You know, so I thought that was cool. Um, the overall story... um
0: it's not anything new.
1: No, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like I've watched the same Wuja movie four hundred times. You right. know what I mean? Like that's not necessarily a knock on the film. It's definitely nothing new. But I think they do enough new, interesting things with it to make it right. Make I mean, it work. it's
0: it's just like like a reimagining of a of a Shakespeare film or a Shakespeare play uh, where you know like the Ten uh, Things I Hate About You was a reimagining the of yeah. the Taming and the Shrew. Right, and right. Uh, what what's another instance? Uh, there's there's several instances like uh, there's O that was um, uh, a reimagining of Othello yeah. Um,
1: uh. yeah so I mean like I said I don't think that's a bad thing um, necessarily I do think that for parts of this movie it it's just like I don't want to say incoherent but it's like okay now they now we have this scene and it, that scenes exists solely to get some more jokes out mm-hmm Again, that's not a critique of just solely this movie. Comedies especially have that problem. Where they're like, hey, we have this really funny joke. Or this really funny scene we want to shoot. How do we fit it in? Oh, fuck it. Just throw it in there. Um, but there are definitely some parts of that. And I think, again, that's part of where like the first screenwriter had this. And then they were like, eh, the next one kind of changed it around or, or what have you. Sure. Uh, I wasn't there. I don't know that for a fact. But that's just kind of what it seems like. Um, that said, again... I think it was a good movie. Yeah, you know, I had a, I had a lot of fun watching it. Especially, like I said, the second half of it, I was laughing heartily.
0: Right. Yeah. You know. I I don't have a lot of bad stuff to say about it. I will say I I I, I wanted to be, of course, as objective uh, as, as possible, um, and and you know, analyze it uh, as you know a good critic should. Uh, and this is actually something that both of I dis- uh, both of us discussed on the ride home after seeing it. I thought that the the teacher uh, the Miss Fine yeah that uh, name
1: is a little on the nose
0: <laughs> a little bit uh but not really indicative of uh, what the teacher is supposed to represent. She's supposed to be like the cool teacher, but. Mm-hmm. The, the cool teacher that tries too hard um, and yeah. wants to, like, w- desperately wants to be the cool teacher that, like, gets invited to parties.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, spoiler, she ends up at the same party as the two main right. characters. Um, she reminded me... At, so, at first, she reminded me, in some ways, of, like, the Robin Williams and Dead Poets Society character, who's, like, the inspirational teacher, you know? Sure. That definitely changed. And honestly, she was probably my favorite character in the movie. Her like, really, mo- yeah. Her monologue as she when she picks up the, uh, I can't remember I'm so bad with names. I can't remember the two main characters' names. Uh,
0: it was Amy and Molly, played by Caitlin D- Dever or Dever, I'm not sure, and mm. Beanie Feldstein, uh, yeah. respectively. Right. Amy. Um, Amy is the more. Uh, uh, "Quote unquote," quiet and reserved, and Molly's the more, um, you know, vivacious and uh-huh. uh, out, that's, that's outgoing. The, the,
1: uh, the one played by Beanie, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beanie. Um, it's Jonah Hill's sister. I did not know that until really? today. Yeah, I was huh. looking that up, and
0: she—I uh, uh, was looking in trivia, and she was. She actually originally read. For a different character that ended yeah. up getting they, they got uh, cut. cut out, yeah.
1: and Olivia Wilde was like, "Nope, she's she's the one." Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and she she's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're they're both they're great. both great in this. But, um, I think Miss Fine was my favorite character because when she picks them up and she she gives that whole spiel, uh, well, spiel's not really the right word, but like her like monologue, I guess where she's going off about, like I was like you guys, and then in my twenties shit got crazy. Oh, yeah. and she's like, I got banned from Jamba Juice. you know how I many Jamba Juices? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know what about that was so funny, but no, it, that uh, that her I, whole like speech there. I don't me, know
0: why I forgot about that because yeah. that uh, that monologue was great. It was
1: hysterical, and that's where she she drops him off, and then she's just like fuck it and goes to the party too. Right. Um, I think maybe she wasn't my favorite character overall, but that was probably my favorite scene. Yeah, uh, it, it, was, uh, it was, was a good one. That was so line. funny to me. Just her delivery on that line was great. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, it was definitely good. Um, I uh, Like I said, or uh, well, uh, kind of getting to, uh, uh, or adding on to that um, as far as like negatives for me, uh, I didn't necessarily dislike that actress playing that role. I, I thought she did a fine job, but we were discussing this. I thought... Uh, Olivia Wilde would have done a great job of playing that role as like a, you know, her, uh, that kind of semi-traditional, you know, director, small cameo in their own I'm movie. I'm kind
1: of glad she didn't. Now that I, because I think she's a great actress. and I mean, it talented, would have been
0: a little bit longer of a, the traditional directorial cameo. Yeah,
1: I'm kind of over that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it gets overdone a lot that seems for a long time that seemed like that's the thing you do if you're well I mean if you're an indie director yeah
0: it wasn't necessarily something that I thought like she should do because it's her movie it Mm -hmm. was it was more of like aside from totally separate from her being the director Mm -hmm. I, I just went to her like mentally as like oh she would have been a good choice for no for I, I, def- that I, def- I definitely agree though but the, hearing you explain more uh, about what you liked about um miss fine's character and that monologue in particular and just her her uh, role overall um kind of reawakens uh my um, my interest for for that character as a whole mm. so so yeah um i mean i I don't necessarily uh, now think that it's it's all fine, but um, I mean, I, I I have less problems with with her character now. Right. Um, but really, th- there wasn't a whole lot that I, I disliked about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it it just kind of hit a few more personal notes for me than it did for you, probably. Uh, not not a slight in in any way, not form or fashion. Yeah. Uh, I I just I think just. The, the stuff that I've been through personally it kind of it hit a few few things um, and especially from like a I, I'm definitely not calling myself a filmmaker because I'm not by definition but you know I've dedicated a significant amount of my life to photography and videography and from that perspective of you know filming this this kind of film but in this in the fashion that they chose to do kind of, Uh, it it struck a certain chord with me where i was like oh this is like you know a really fun experience and it's funny and stuff uh you know whatever um but yeah anyway like i was saying um with uh the the movie just being funny i and thinking that the the humor was very character driven um you know we mentioned amy and molly which are the the, the main two characters two leads, yeah. and you know they they do a really good job of like bouncing stuff off of each other i know you mentioned how you kind of uh, you didn't find it annoying but i, I forget exactly what you said uh, like do do people really talk this way or do girls really act yeah. this way where yeah, they were
1: like hyping one another up right uh, I, about I, their I, outfits
0: I, I think that's uh I don't want to generalize, uh, and I'm also not a woman, so I don't want to say that that's a woman thing. It could be, but it could also not be. I was wondering if that or maybe it was like a generational thing. That's fucking the latter is is <laughs> what I'm going to lean towards uh. because that that really seems like something that that I feel, just with the, the, the new generation being a lot more accepting of, you know, of everything, a lot more emotive, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems like it's kind of done a, a one eighty to the point where like it's the thing to do is to prop your friends up and mm. and the fact that they are like over hyping each other um, and, and talking about how great um, they they both look like when when they're getting ready to right. go out and they're basically wearing the same thing um, just with like yeah.
1: different scarves. Yeah, I think well, right. Oh, that was the thing. I like, one has like a yellow. Ascot or scarf. And right. One. And then yeah. the
0: other has like a colorful belt or something. Yeah. I don't know. They're basically in like blue coveralls. Right. Right. Right.
1: Uh, I thought that, I, like I said, I thought that was funny. Yeah. I, I just, I was like, I didn't quote unquote get it, I guess. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, another funny thing that I, uh, uh, both in the movie and funny that you mentioned that you it kind of got old for you but i actually loved it was the reoccurring bit with Gigi played by billy lord when she st- pops up literally everywhere uh mm. that they make a pit stop uh in between point a being their house and point b being the the final party at the end uh i thought that was fucking hysterical i don't know why it should have gotten old and I completely understand that you uh, felt like it got old just, after like the second or third time. I just felt like
1: it was a lazy joke right, in a movie right. that, and, and
0: that's, in a
1: movie that I think for the most part rose above that. I, right. I just felt like that was a lazy joke. Yeah.
0: A and, and I, I, I totally get where you're coming from when, when you say that because it, it on paper it 100% makes sense, but in a movie with a lot of creative jokes i was able to look past the the fact that it could be a lazy joke and see it as its own like unique joke that transcending the 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 lazy jo- I, I don't know where i am well at to be this. fair
1: you're also a lot more accepting of, of a lot of things like that than I, than i am whereas i'm a hyper Forgi- forgiving forgiving i th- i think yeah. is or the... forgiving maybe yeah, yeah. Than accepting
0: yeah um yeah, uh, but I, I just I, I thought I'd uh, mention mm. that real quick. Uh, one thing I I also <clears throat> since it sounds like you also looked at the movie trivia. Nick, the 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 main crush for, uh, for for Molly. Uh, or, well, she, she doesn't know that he she's crushing on him until kind of, like, towards the end of the movie when, when she realizes yeah, it.
1: Yeah, at least it's not made made known, I guess.
0: Right. I mean, it, it's one of those things where, like, the audience kind of sort of knows it and, and catches on a lot more quickly than Again, she that's does. a pretty common trope. Sure. Right. And But I, I did not know that uh, he is Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son. I did not either. Okay, well, I I figured you may have caught that since it seemed like you looked at a couple of the, the trivia factoids uh, of yeah. the movie. Um,
1: I tend to avoid... <laughs> people who have heard this podcast before are going to be like, you're full of shit. But I tend to avoid <laughs> a lot of, like, quote-unquote trivia because I don't find it that interesting or that relevant a lot of times. Okay. You know.
0: Um, a lot of it, it I you're, you're true with a lot yeah. of it, like... I'd say 80 to 85% of what I see in trivia most of the time is like, un- unless it's like a page or a website that's kind of dedicated to that kind of stuff, where they, they go out of their way to seek really interesting facts about, mm-hmm. you know, behind the scenes stuff. It's just like, did you know that this actor in this movie went to Princeton? Who fucking gives a shit? That's not super relevant. Right, anything. yeah.
1: Um, I mean, <clears throat> like, the, the note about um, uh,
0: Be- Beanie? Is it Beanie Feldstein? Uh, b- uh, yes, Beanie. Yeah.
1: That being Jonah Hill's sister, I thought was interesting just because of all the super bad references that people were throwing around in rega- sure. with regards to this movie. Um, I just thought that was a, a, an odd coincidence. Yeah. Um, I did not know that was Cuba Gooney Jr.'s son. He yeah. looks nothing like him.
0: Well, uh, when... I, at least,
1: from what I remember him in the movie. Now, 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 that you've said that, I could probably take another look at the actor and be like, "Holy shit, how did I not see it?"
0: <clears throat> yeah, well, that—that's exactly what happened to me because i I was wanting to, uh, I was wanting to make sure I, since I was kind of referencing a lot of the uh, the supporting actors, I wanted to make sure I had all of the characters' names and the the actors who played them. And so when I was looking at nick who is played by mason gooding i i was like gooding like related to cuba gooding jr and so i looked at his his headshot on imdb and i was like he kind of looks like cuba gooding jr and then i scrolled real quickly through the imdb trivia and it said that he was uh uh, or not the the trivia just his his bio is that uh, he said he was cuba gooding jr's son so yeah um anyways so uh, da, 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 let's see. That's pretty much all I had about the characters. Um, uh, like I said, I thought the the cinematography was was awesome. Um, kind of what sticks out in my mind, just a, a couple different things, like the the slow motion shots, like like inside the school uh, with confetti and yeah. like the dude riding the skateboard uh, mm. using the fire extinguisher to propel him through the hallway. Yeah. I thought that was a, a cool scene that i mean it, it was it was like funny and something you'd kind of see in a movie like this but the way it was shot was was really cool
1: yeah i dug uh, the end credits a lot yeah oh yeah with the, the where were, water balloons there was balloons. like every character getting a water balloon right. in slow motion i thought that was cool
0: it it was kind of reminiscent of glee uh you probably never watched glee but nope, i uh, don't even know what that is the show glee well we'll just move on then yes yeah let's do that um yeah uh no it, but you're right though it, it was a, a really cool like post uh or, or credits um. it,
1: it was just uh something different you know yeah. it wasn't just like the credits on the screen i just thought it was it was cool
0: right yeah for sure
1: yeah like i said overall i thought it was a really good movie uh well, maybe not a really good movie but it was a really enjoyable movie yeah um definitely great for a first time you know directorial debut um I mean, it was it was a comedy and it was funny. When what do you want? You know. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, a couple of final thoughts about it. Um, it was, I believe, released or produced by Purna, which has not had a lot of success in terms of the box office. Mm-hmm. They've been really coy about how much this movie cost to make. I haven't seen any numbers about what it cost to really? finance this film. None. Huh. Um, they've played it really close to the vest.
0: I can't imagine it cost them a whole lot.
1: Right. Like, I mean, it's not like a high-budget movie. I mean, obviously movies are expensive to, to produce. Right. But in terms of, like, overall budget, I'm not sure. I haven't seen anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at about $21 million domestically, I think, mm-hmm. at the box office, which is not bad for an independent movie, basically an independent movie this size, even with, like, big names attached. Right. Um,
0: and there's quite a few
1: right there and i mean Olivia most Wiles, of them are like a pretty big name right most as, of them even are, as a first-time director you know? yeah
0: they're like not necessarily cameos but uh, they're they're definitely smaller roles that only like jason have a Sudeikis, com- Sudeikis. yeah is a pretty
1: uh, pretty big name within comedy yeah, He's jason Sudeikis, uh uh
0: what's her name from friends um Lisa
1: Kudrow,
0: Lisa Kudrow, uh, Will is it Will Forte, Will, Will Forte, yeah, yeah. I mean, those their roles—they're fairly big names within comedy. They, they probably were able to film their all their scenes in like one day.
1: Right, right. Um, so I, I'm curious because there was a lot of when the movie first, the first couple of weeks the movie was out, there was a lot of talk about like it's failing at the box office because I think it only did like six million or something in the first opening weekend, which is mm-hmm. nothing. Nothing, really. Um,
0: well, I mean, it, it came out in the summer of Avengers Endgame and... John Wick 3 and right.
1: Godzilla and, you know, yeah. so a lot of... Uh, that, that was kind of the point I was getting at. I think it was released number one at the wrong time of the year. Mm-hmm. I kind of understand why they did it because it's about high school graduation, so it released right around the time most yeah, kids it makes are graduating sense. from high school. I get that. Um, I think it would have been better served, and this is just my opinion, I think it would have been better served coming out either later in the summer, once the quote-unquote summer blockbuster season is winding down. Sure. Um, or, or just at another time in general. Um, but I, I'd be interested to see what kind of profit this movie turned if it did, because like I said, Annapurna last last year especially like got killed. They lost yeah. a shitload of money. Um, but so that's, that's basically,
0: just, did like the opposite of like a twenty four. Well,
1: yeah, a twenty four is it's, it's it's not really apples to apples, but um, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm. That's just kind of, from my own curiosity, again, I think it's a good movie. It's it's definitely, I would definitely recommend people to see it.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, we, uh, I I think we did a pretty good job of not going into spoilers, really, at, at all with, with that movie. Yeah, this I mean,
1: one's not really... The
0: kind of movie you It's you not really the kind of movie you could spoil. Yeah, right, I mean, yeah.
1: there's some plot points that I guess are kind of, you could drop out to be spoilers, but they wouldn't really, like... When I think of spoilers, I think of, like... Um, it spoils something about the story that you didn't know otherwise. Right. Um, there's nothing in this movie that, that you could really say, like, in terms of story, at least in my opinion, there's not really a story beat that I could give out or you could give out that if you'd never seen the movie, you'd be like, well, fuck, I know how it ends. I don't care. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that's kind of true of comedy sort of in general. Sure. Um, but I, I think that's also just kind of a sign of a good movie in, right. in a lot of ways. And this one... I mean, oh, this character gets together with that character. Does that really affect your enjoyment of the movie? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I don't know that this is really a movie you could spoil. Now, other people have different opinions, of course. Sure. And tell me what an idiot I am on the Twitter machine, I'm sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But that's all
1: I got about it. Yeah. I I recommend seeing it. It was funny.
0: Yeah, I I definitely recommend it as well. Uh, Like I said, it's... I think it's still out in theaters. Uh, it, it's yeah, probably yeah, d- uh, It's d- probably
1: coming up close to being not in theaters anymore. Right. Uh, but as of the
0: time of us recording this, it was in theaters. Right. Uh, so yeah, we can uh, we can segue into Anna uh, mm-hmm. if you like. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and get this over.
1: <laughs> yeah. Unlike Booksmart, which I enjoyed, Anna was. I got thoughts, buddy.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, since you went first with,
1: uh, yes, by all means, with kick it off. I'll,
0: I'll, I'll go first. Especially since I don't have as many thoughts uh, mm-hmm. as you do, or as, as, uh, uh, you're.
1: You... I'm gonna go hard.
0: Yeah, I. I don't really have the the feelings in the loins, uh, to uh, with the the fire in my soul to uh, to attack this movie, uh, but we do share basically the the same. I think we have a lot uh, of the
1: same similar complaints. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we were discussing this before we we hit record. My overall thoughts and feelings. Is that I I don't feel like it's a bad movie, but it's not a good movie. I don't know what that makes it. Then um it is just it's just a movie. It's it's okay. Like in my opinion, it, it's just not it's not bad, but it doesn't really have any of the characteristics of a good movie either. Um and which and it, it's fine that you you you're not going to agree with that but um you know that's what makes this interesting is that we don't share the same thoughts so but yeah it's i i thought that the few action scenes that it did have were okay uh i thought that it had a decent cast and the uh the the few big names that they had uh like Cillian Murphy and... Killian. Is it really Killian? Yes. Is it really? It really is. Because I've always heard Cillian Murphy. Google it.
1: Right now. Pause the podcast and Google it. I'm
0: not going to do any of that. Okay. Uh, What's her name? Um, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Uh, How about a pregnant Helen Mirren in a bikini on the beach? The most beautiful thing imaginable. Wait. You're telling me that... (laughs) Oh, okay. You were telling me that a pregnant Helen Mirren... What is it? A pregnant uh, septuagenarian?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, Helen were... Mirren is an attractive lady for her age. Mm-hmm. But uh, Dwight called that one correctly. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, anyways. Uh, so yeah, she she was also really great as the... Was, uh, s- Olga, I think was her character's yeah, name. Yeah, and I forget what... Super spy, KGB lady, basically. Yeah, she, she was like the, the sub-head of the KGB. She was hmm. like... It looked like second-in-command. I don't know she how rankings worked with yeah, the KGB. She was, she
1: was some sort of leader within the KGB. Right, she
0: she was definitely a higher-up. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, like I said, it's... I don't. I. I really don't know how to put this. I'll just. I'll. i kind of. Uh, He's gonna punt over to me. <laughs> yeah. What's. What's the. What's the word that I'm looking for? Um. Defer. It, sure. I'll. 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 I'll defer. Uh, or, when when someone says they're going to, seed uh, my seed my time to yeah, you. Seed my time. Yeah. Okay. C-D-E. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. I'll let you take okay. over. Go so, buddy. So,
1: I didn't I, I I drafted this as a tweet and I didn't send it out because I wanted to save it for the podcast, but my immediate thought after after uh, watching this Fuck movie. Fuck this film. No. Uh, I literally I I saved this. I wrote Anna semicolon or what if Nikita and Atomic Blonde had a love child that retained all the weaknesses of its parents and none of the good things? <laughs> that would be this movie. Um, I like a lot of Luc Besson's earlier work like Nikita Mm -hmm. like Leon the professional right even most of the fifth element I find enjoyable his later work I am not a big fan of and I really kind of hope this would be a return to form sure it seemed kind of like he saw uh, Atomic Blonde and was like hey
0: I can made make th- this worse. I, I made
1: this movie thirty years ago and called it Nikita. I'm coming back to this. Oh, buddy, you shouldn't. You should have stayed the fuck at home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agree with you. It does have a good cast mm-hmm. uh, for, for the most part. Helen Mirren, Hel- excuse me, Helen Mirren and Killian Murphy both uh, really, really try. Helen Mirren as Olga is inspired. She turns in a very good performance. To me it seemed like there was a point where Killian Murphy was like I'm wasting my fucking time with this <laughs> and he went from really trying to just being like yeah I'm playing the CIA guy who's a super genius I don't I don't care man just <laughs> I'm just going to cash my check and, and go home uh, but hey I get to film in Hawaii so that's cool. <laughs> um literally I feel like there was a part where I can't remember exactly what scene it was but he went from like being really suave and trying really hard to just being like you know, like just oh, I'm, right. so, I'm just over it. One of the one of my complaints about this movie that is not in, in relation to the script, which we'll come back to, or any of the characters or anything, there are so many instances where the characters have technology that wouldn't exist for years and years and years. How about there is Anna, when not when we first meet her, but when during one of the many flashbacks, which we'll come back to, she's basically I think Time hops,
0: time is, hops, is, yeah, is, yeah, sure, a, sure. I mean, so we, I guess we, they could be referred to as flashbacks, but I, I put flashbacks, it in my notes flash as flash
1: forwards, time hops, whatever you want to call them. There's like 40 too many of them,
0: yeah, yes, that yeah. is accurate.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll circle back, put a pin in that, listener, yep. we'll come back to that. Yep, um, but there's an instance where she's basically uh, just a step above being homeless mm-hmm. and is a recovering drug addict. But she has a laptop in 1987 or 86 or something. Because that's what you do. Yeah, because that's shitty screenwriting, Luc <laughs> Uh Later in the movie, it's 1990, she has a USB stick. Yes. Which wouldn't be invented for another 10, Ten years. 10 years or so. Yeah. yeah that's shitty writing, Luke <laughs> Cell phones, they get service in 1990 underground. That's shitty writing, Luke <laughs> You'll notice a trend. So, yeah. Uh, the time hops. Six months later, three months earlier, three years after, three years before. I don't get, pick a fucking year. Right. right?
0: Like, yeah. You it, get
1: you get one, maybe two if you're a good movie.
0: Right. Yeah. Like, like and and, and it, it it better goddamn take place in the first <laughs> act of the movie. Right. Within the first like twenty minutes of the right. movie. Right. You know
1: how many there were in the first twenty minutes of this movie? Like five.
0: Right. Yeah. Like. We both audibly like God bless the two people that were sitting in front of us who were enjoying themselves. Right, they 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 got up and they were like, "Good movie,
1: good movie." Because the whole time, literally, they were they were. There were several instances where I was just like, oh, my God. And I, I just rubbed my forehead right. because I and could we're feel the ruining, migraine.
0: We're ruining this movie <laughs> for these two poor right. ladies. And those women were just like, this is awesome. Right. Know, we were just like, duh. <laughs> right. They're probably probably just on a date and, you know, just having a good time, trying to enjoy having themselves. A girls night. Right. And, and they had these and, two assholes and, behind right, them. <laughs> right. This, this fucking movie. Can you believe all these time so, hops?
1: So, uh uh, ladies that were in front of us, I would like to apologize for ruining movie experience. I would gladly reimburse you the cost of a ticket, so that you could go see a movie worth paying to see. Right. The movie is not nearly as intelligent as it seems to think it is. Really. The action move. <laughs> excuse me. The action scenes, all two of them, uh, were, were were not terrible. The, they're, there's they're there's competent. the
0: restaurant scene where they they set her up with the the if, blank. If you cartridge. watch the
1: trailer, you've seen. 75% of the action of this movie.
0: This is true. The The trailer was wildly it, misrepresentative. The trailer made it
1: look like an Atomic Blonde, John Wick-style action movie, which right. I was all for, because I was like, hell yes. Crank it up, put it in my veins.
0: Yeah, whoever cut this trailer was like, I'm getting my fucking payday. I've seen this movie, and it's garbage. <laughs> I,
1: I, if I have to put up with this, the rest of you sad sacks do too. <laughs> um... The trailer was awesome. Yeah, the soundtrack to the trailer was great. The way it was chopped up was dope. It was, uh, I was hyped for this movie. We talked about it after seeing John Wick. I was like, yeah. that anime movie looks
0: awesome. Yeah, I want to find that Ted. That
1: find... I want to slap in the face. I want to go back in time, whatever day we saw this trailer, and I want to punch myself in the who face. Who else
0: I want to slap in the face is that person who said it was like a female John Wick. Yeah, I I I want to punch... hate that person. Yeah,
1: I hate that person. Um, I it, I have seen. And In maybe innumerable action scenes that were better. These were competent. Like, don't get me wrong, they were not terrible. But it's right. just like... Okay. yeah, you, gotta, there, you have to do something really, really good to impress me. There, there was know. the
0: restaurant scene, and then there was, like, the the montage. Uh,
1: that, and then when she's escaping the KGB headquarters. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so so like two, and, two and, a half, and a half, basically. Three, three, maybe. But, like, I mean fresh off the heels of like John Wick we could say like it it's not fair to like quickly like analyze action movies after seeing John maybe, Wick because it's such incredibly high caliber of an action movie maybe
1: that's fair because in the last like Since since John, okay, so leading up to John Wick three, so basically since the start of May, I've watched all the John Wick movies, probably two or three times each. I've watched the Raid series. So like maybe my action palette, if you will, is just Mm -hmm. so refined at this point where like I I was just not gonna like this movie no matter what. Yeah, Um, that may be a fair point. But it's just like even Atomic Blonde, which I thought was overrated. I thought the action was good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, that one had too many twists to probably too too many twists to, to make it yeah just this side of coherent. But this this one shoots past that in like the first twenty five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was super disappointed in this movie in so many ways. I thought the trailer was super misleading. Um, I, I cannot recommend seeing this movie. One of the things that we talked about. Leading up to us going to see it was like it's getting killed by the critics, but it had a really high viewer score, right? Like the like on Rotten Tomatoes and some other the sites audience like that. score, the yeah. Audience scores were really high, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't expect critics to fawn over it because it's just like it's just like an action movie, or right? An action thriller yeah, or that,
0: that's typically the the way I go. It is like uh, the the lower scores kind of interest me, especially if it's like a low critic score but a really high audience score. Um, those those movies tend to really interest me. Right. Um, not like I, I put a whole lot of stock into scores to begin with, but more so it's, it's nowadays noticeable. because I I both of us, but me especially, have to be really picky with the movies that I go see because I don't have a lot of opportunities to go see movies. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing like you know wasting fifteen bucks on a movie that's a piece of shit. Which we did because we saw. Which I we know. did. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, um, I don't really have that many good things to say about this movie, to be honest with you. It had way too many twists and turns. It's not nearly as intelligent as it thinks it is. It was barely coherent. Most of the actors looked like they would have liked to have been anywhere else.
0: One of the things that I have down is uh, something that you may have alluded to or kind of gotten into a little bit is... That the movie ha- tries to be too many things at once, like too many genres. Yeah. like it, it it tries to be uh, like a, 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 a an action movie, but doesn't have enough action. It tries to be like a spy romance type of uh combo, but missing important elements that those kinds of spy romance uh, movies tend to have. Like palpable romance uh, or good spy and espionage, Uh, it uh, it try like the the whole part uh, which I I think the the overall plot summation uh, the whole storyline it kind of alludes to Anna. Going through this self-realization or self-actualization um, journey of like finally figuring out who she is and and all that because she was denied the the life that she she thought that she deserved, you know, growing up, and they they could have went with that. I mean, they they did go with that, and that could have been successful, except that they did a really shitty job of. Making anyone care about her character, like they or any of the characters, right? Uh, like I ke- cared about Killian Murphy's character more than I did about about her. Um, that's another weird. I'm sorry to cut you
1: off, but that's another weird part. Like he goes from being super super spy, basically, right? And then, like for some reason, after he's found out who Anna is, he like falls in love with her out of nowhere. Like it just it just he's, switches from like. Now they're in Hawaii, and he's just like, I'm going to protect you. I made you a promise. And like, I'm in love with you, basically. And I'm like, what the? Wait. That what?
0: All, all that, that, that uh, I don't know if it was her second or third love interest of the movie, um, but it was completely unnecessary. Yeah. Like, like they it, the movie, it, it would have worked better if they didn't go in that direction. Yes. Like, if they made that a strictly professional... Uh, "Quote unquote professional relationship," you know, as professional as uh, a struggling KGB uh, Uh, assassin uh, and a a CIA um, operative uh, person. I I don't know. I forget what his title was. Uh, Working together uh, as professional as that relationship can be. Uh, Yeah. Um,
1: Hmm. Yeah. It was just another dumb script choice because you did a shitty job
0: writing this movie, Luke Passon. Uh, maybe we should do him a solid and like fucking rewrite this for him And I
1: don't know that it's salvageable there might be a good movie in there somewhere that you could pull out all the shit and then put in some better not shit
0: how about we just write a new movie and slap Anna as the title <laughs> on, onto the script and we'll Ca- just
1: cast everybody in this movie that right. was in Anna and yeah. be like this is how it's done you hack <laughs>
0: Uh, didn't he? Didn't he do Valerian? Or, or was that someone else? Yeah.
1: Well, his company did it. I think I, I don't know if he directed it or not, but his company Europa Entertainment did it. Yeah, because they also I, did Lucy. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I knew. That's why
1: I said like later period was on I don't. Pretty much after 1995.
0: I yeah. I know Lucy. It, it gets a bad rep, and the overwhelming response and opinion of Lucy is that it's it's not great from just a film goers perspective and from a scientific perspective it is wildly inaccurate and, and asinine and and bad but I don't care um, I I liked Lucy I, mean, everybody's I, I didn't good. love it but right. I I liked it um, it's another one of those like hey look it's Morgan Freeman doing anything for money uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, whatever I mean it, it's not Morgan Freeman in the uh, the Olympus has fallen, or, or the
1: fifteenth Olympus has fallen movie right, for some uh, reason that's uh, happening.
0: Yes, this summer Gerard Butler and Morgan Freeman and his dad Chin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say and his dad. uh What's his name? um Nick Nolte. N- Nick Nolte. Nick Nick Nolte. Get go. off my lawn! will we'll do anything for money?
1: Nick Nolte, you're somebody. Morgan Freeman, you're so, you don't have to do this. <laughs>
0: are you being held against your will right <laughs> right dial uh dial nine blink twice morgan blink, freeman right Nick blink, Nolte. <laughs> yeah blink twice if you need help um that's that's pretty much all i had like i said i didn't have a whole lot of yeah stuff I, I to don't, say i
1: don't even want to talk about it anymore it's just it's too depressing we're, we're just
0: worked up yeah. uh, enough as it is yeah uh okay well shit that doesn't suck
1: Yes, let's get, for the love of God, Closing let's get into segment. something good. Yeah. Shit, that, shit, that doesn't suck. Yeah. Do you want to, uh, do you want to go first? Oh, yeah, I'll you, go first. Been away?
0: So let's see. I, so it, it's, uh, it's a TV show, not a movie, but it doesn't suck. It's Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I know it's been around for, I think it's in its maybe sixth or seventh season. I know it has at least five. And so six may currently be airing. I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, I it it's been recommended to me several times throughout the the last couple years, since I pal around with some people that um, share the same uh, TV interests such as The Office and um, and Parks and Rec and stuff, and they're like, if you like those shows, you'll really like Brooklyn Nine Nine. And I was like, I mean, I I I have never been a fan of cop shows in any. Uh, former fashion, uh, even if they're they're comedies and whatever. Um, but I, you know, I I have Spotify Premium, which also means that I have Hulu. So I was like, fuck it, it's free. I'll check it out. And within the first like episode, I was hooked. I was like, this shit's hilarious. And it, it definitely helps to like have your um, the those clips like on on Facebook or Twitter or whatever that uh, like the 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 roles of um you know recaps of seasons and stuff and the highlights and all that uh like who this bitch <laughs> uh but yeah i uh, I, I i just kind of been been binging that a lot recently and it is a lot of fun um i can't uh, uh another thing I, you're doing too right yeah okay so uh, to get a actual film in there just watched the documentary, Three Identical Strangers, and I know we, we discussed this the other day. Uh, we didn't really get to discuss in great length, and I, of course, won't go into a lot of detail here. I, I don't want to go into any spoilers or anything, especially for people who would want to go watch it. But uh, it was awesome. Uh, it kind of gutted me to the point where I, I didn't really see it coming. Like, I... I knew going in that it was a very unique documentary and that it would take a turn that would kind of be unexpected, but I, I did not expect that much of a turn like it, uh, you know, the, the snapshot of, uh, of the, the documentary is that there's three, uh, three twins or th- three twins shit. Um, triplets? Too yeah, too much whiskey. Uh, there are triplets who were separated at birth, and like I said, no spoilers. But they somehow find their way back to each other, and they start to uh, go on like talk shows, and you know, it, they kind of play up the whole you know humor of you know how they they didn't know that. They were all triplets and now that they're you know when they first got to see each other for the first time they were all like you know interacting like they've known each other for their entire lives and how that was all fun and now they're on talk shows and they're finishing each other's sentences and they all have the same tastes and girls and music and cigarettes and stuff like that it's it's weird to have them be like what's your you know brand of cigarettes because it's, it's the fucking 70s and everyone smoked like a fucking chimney. But anyways, um, yeah, and it just takes a few turns that uh, get pretty serious and dark. Uh, but I would not let that discourage you from watching it because it is a little bit of a, an awakening in terms of, um, I guess, general psychology and what what people were willing to do in the name of psychology in like the fifties and sixties and how people back then didn't have much of a conscience or uh, not as much as they do now uh, when it comes to testing and, and and test groups. Uh, So yeah, I, like I said, I, I highly recommend it. It was really good. Um, Yeah. So your turn.
1: Um, so if you've listened to the podcast before, um, you will have heard me talk about the Criterion channel. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a huge fan of that. It is. Now,
0: next you're going to talk about Chinese cinema.
1: It's all, it's coming. It's coming. (laughs) Um, I I like what I like, you know, um, but the Criterion channel, I I absolutely love it. I find something new on there to check out that I had not only never seen before, but probably had never even heard of before this first movie I'm going to talk about. Is one of those. Um I don't remember how I first heard about this movie. Probably one of the people I follow on Twitter posted something about it and I was like, That sounds cool. Oh shit, it's on the Criterion channel? <laughs> Hell yeah, it is. Uh it's called The Love Witch. It is uh from two thousand sixteen, I believe, so it's fairly recent. It's not too too old.
0: Isn't that the movie you told me it took you like a solid month to get through?
1: Yes, but that's not because it's a bad movie. That's just because I have like ADD badly. Yeah. Um, and same. I, I've been super busy the last couple of weeks. So it did take me a long time to get through, but that's not an indictment of the movie. Both,
0: I, both of us were job hunting at the same time uh, for different reasons, but.
1: Yeah. Uh, I've just been slammed. But yes. uh, anyway, um, it's by Anna Biller. She wrote and directed it and also. Did a lot of the like costumes and created a lot of the costumes and the sets and okay. stuff. So she basically willed this movie into existence, which is super impressive. Um, not her first film. She's made some others that are also on the channel that I'll get around to. Uh, get around to. She is described as a quote-unquote feminist filmmaker. I don't know exactly what that means. Um, that seems to be just a catch-all term. So if she's a feminist and she makes films, she's a feminist filmmaker by default. Uh, sure. But that's... That's uh, how she's been described anyway. So the Love Witch, at least, is a horror comedy. It's kind of a throwback to that 60s style horror movie. Hmm. Um, so kind of campy, but it's done in a sort of a subversive way. Okay. Um, it's not just like um, you, you kind of have to watch it to understand what I mean by that. But like, if you've seen any of those like fifties and sixties horror movies, you definitely know what I mean when I say they're really campy. Yeah. Um, this is like that, but. It's not just like blindly faithful to that. It's a very interesting movie. It's a very good movie. Um, if you're into that, you'll definitely dig it. Like I said, it's on the Criterion channel, which I cannot recommend enough. Um, this movie is fucking trippy, Maine. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it's really, really, really good though. It's, <laughs> some of it's like super overacted, but again, that's that kind of throwback to that 60s camp. Okay. Um, it's very bright. There's a lot of bright colors like a 60s song movie would be. Sure. And, um, it's, uh, I mean, it's in the title. It's about a love witch. Uh, it's very interesting. It's it's not really scary like you would think of like a horror movie. Um, but again, the 60s can movies really weren't scary either. But right. highly recommend it. Definitely check that out. I, I'm, I'm sure it's available on some other places uh, as well. But that's where I saw it. It's on there for sure. Uh, next, this is Chinese cinema, David. <laughs> thank you for spoiling it. Um, My bad. Not any movie in particular. Although I'm sure that, again, if you're a... Uh, if you've ever either listened to the podcast or have spoken to me in real life, there's a very good chance that I have rambled on and on about some sort of Asian movie, particularly uh, Chinese cinema. Um, this is just a director of um, Wong Kar-wai. I've watched a few of his movies over the last month or so. Uh, in particular, King Express and In the Mood for Love. Both of those are fucking phenomenal and highly recommended. Um, they're very intimate personal kind of movies he does very um a lot of his movies are very they're very much meditations on like life and love i mean in the mood for love it's pretty much in the title um chunking express is a story told in two parts um the first half or so of the movie is about a relationship that's ending or that has ended and sort of the fallout from that the second half is about a relationship that's just blossoming that's just beginning and then in the mood for love is um a period piece It's set in the early 60s, um, and it's about two neighbors who find out they're... um, The husband of one neighbor is cheating with the wife of the other, and so they have a friendship that forms over that Hmm. um, shared instance. Both very good. Um, Those are probably his most well-known... Movies, um, they're on the Criterion Channel. I think most of his filmography is on there, so I'm gonna start working my way through that. But okay. his films are just really beautiful, both in terms of like cinematography and shots, as well as like thematically. Um, spoiler alert for all the shit I talk about, like shoot that motherfucker in the face, <laughs> and, like hard-boiled <laughs> or John Wick. Like I really right. love like intimate, um, like artistic movies and. Um, super, super fan of his. Find you a man good. that can do both. Yes, exactly. I'm AKA, a...
0: <laughs> find you a, a, a Ted. Yeah. Well. Or mm, the, mm. the Ted. Yes.
1: Don't don't touch. Me. The, this 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 is not
0: me trying to pimp out my friend Ted. It sounds like that though. It does. But you should definitely date Ted. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: He's not that great. Trust me, I know. Um. But yeah, I just uh, I, I'm really I'm really into his films lately. I, I've been really getting into those, and then also I guess just to stay on brand, um, uh, I watched a Wuja movie. I don't remember the name of. I just put it. I just found it. And I was like, play, and then I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, but uh, yeah, so highly recommend those. All that that I talked about. Um, really, just cannot speak highly enough of the Criterion Channel. Hopefully, somebody <laughs> there will hear this and then give me money or a free membership. Right. They would, they shouldn't. I'm some moron on the podcast. They have real people that do movie stuff for them, <laughs> sure. Uh, but yeah, highly recommend all of that. Um, don't watch Anna, it's 90 minutes, you won't get I, back.
0: Yeah, I, I can't really recommend it either. Uh, yeah, uh, we, it's just bad. It's, it's like I said, it's not great. Uh, so, so yeah, that's, yeah. I, I think that's a great place to end on, yeah,
1: a, on a, yeah, yeah. Uh, Um, on a shitty note so like David said we're going to try and make it to a Kai Kong Mm -hmm. uh, here in a few weeks we have some other stuff brewing in terms of appearances that uh, we'll speak more on as the time approaches
0: the main show like I said once I get moved into my new house it should pick back up because Mm -hmm. I will have a place to invite guests to Mm -hmm. which is is kind of the, the main hindrance right now like Right now, I can I can have Ted over to my in laws because it's just one guy and they know Ted and and it just whatever it, it works. But you know, cycling a bunch of strangers out people. of my in laws' house isn't uh, necessarily a, a great idea or something that I want to do. It seems c- kind of a rude thing to do yeah. as a as a house guest, especially since they're putting us up for free. Right. But like I said, uh, once. We get moved into our new house, which is uh the the third week in July. Uh, the new the the regular Geek garage show will mm. pick back up. Will be hopefully just as regular as um our Ghost of the Movies series, but um yeah uh definitely on on par with the the, yeah. the frequency. And,
1: so we'll pick back up on that. Um, do you want to talk about maybe some of the episodes we planned? Or do you want to just kind of play those? What
0: have we planned? Um, I, I know. So well, we, we talked about doing a comprehensive retro. Uh, re, not retro, but just uh, talking about QT's uh, collective works. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, was, leading
1: up to uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Right, which. Uh, we, that's coming up later. That'll probably, we'll probably have to. Man, that's going to be tough because I think it releases the same weekend as a Con. Yeah. I would rather go see this movie than go to a KaiCon. Sorry, a Kaycon. I've waited a long time for this
0: movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean we I, I guess say, we could do both. It's not that <laughs> we we could. It, it might be completely exhausting. Yeah, but you know we we'll take just take a day off of work. But
1: we'll figure something out. Yeah. Um, we'll, so yeah, we'll just
0: do cocaine that weekend. Mm, nope. Nope. We <laughs> won't.
1: Uh, that's one of the episodes we talked about. That might be a two-parter because he's got this. Will be his ninth film. So if we're going to do justice to some of the rest of them, we'll have to probably go. Yeah, we might do
0: it John Wick style, where we we covered uh, where we covered the first two. Yeah. Um, so we'll cover the. Uh, you know, up his, to
1: Kill Bill, and then from Kill Bill on, maybe, yeah, something like that. I think that that about splits it in half. So, yeah. um, maybe something like that. Um, other than that, there's some other stuff coming up in the not the far future necessarily, but further into the future than that. Um, the
0: fall is looking pretty good. Fall looks um, good. We'll, we'll probably do um, a retro on on it. Uh, the uh, it, yeah chapter one or. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it was called chapter one. Uh, maybe it was just called it. was it. just
1: called it. And then in, as I recall in the end credits, it said the end or chapter one, the end or something like that. Right. And then the second one is of course officially yeah. titled chapter yeah. two.
0: I, I would definitely like to have uh, to do a, um, you know, a retro on, on chapter mm-hmm. one and, and then uh, do an episode on chapter two. I'd love to have Shauna on here since, um, you know, she, she helped me out with the, the Halloween episode or not Halloween, the, the horror movie episode, mm. uh, not last fall, but the previous fall, uh, she is a huge horror movie buff. Cool. Uh, uh, listeners, if you have not listened to that episode, it is one of our most, uh, in the, uh, the lingo that we like to use is evergreen, uh, meaning that you can listen to it anytime and it's timeless. Uh, uh, anyways, yeah. Um, Speaking
1: of horror, we talked about doing one for a uh, Midsummer, and uh, is that how it's pronounced? It is. That is how it's pronounced. Well, and uh, retrospective on Hereditary, I am not super into the idea of watching Hereditary <laughs> again, but I will do it for you, listeners.
0: Yeah, uh, we 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 definitely discussed, you know, the doing it, you know, because we feel like it's quote unquote necessary. Mm, yeah. Uh,
1: um, I have a lot of thoughts on Hereditary. I think a rewatch would be good to really solidify those. Um, but I am excited for Midsommar. Yeah. Um, that movie looks really, really out there. Fucked up. Yeah. Um, I am, I accidentally there's no doubt upon, I am
0: ready to be herding in.
1: Yeah, I accidentally stumbled upon some semi-spoilers for that movie. And if they are, if there's any truth to them, it's going to be good.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very excited. Yeah, so but next, I so
1: there's some other stuff coming up in the fall. Yeah, next too.
0: week is going to be a good week for movies. Uh, I mean, I know that you're not pumped for Spider Man, couldn't care uh, less, but uh, I am. And but uh, there's also Midsummer and yeah. which I thought was was just Midsummer. It's midsummer. Cool. Well, here I uh, here I am again, looking like ambigu- a- amb- ambiguity. <laughs> I really appreciate you bringing that, that one. That's what I do, back. baby.
1: That's yeah. what I do.
0: Well, this is a, a good place to, to yeah. stop this bitch. Yeah. Uh, like always, you can find us on geek dot on Google podcast, Apple podcast, and Spotify. Uh, if there's another platform out there that you would like to see us on. Oh yeah. We, uh, I keep on forgetting to mention that we are now on, uh, YouTube. Um, we don't what what did you say somewhat somewhat yeah uh what he's referring to is that is basically just a uh, a you know screenshot of uh, or just a still uh, logo um for the duration there's there's really no video to any of our uh podcasts since it uh, we haven't done any video for our episodes thus far um, but we're we're definitely getting there. Um, it's it's a plan for the near future. So yeah, we're we're now on YouTube. So if you are a YouTube person, please feel free to go out and subscribe to our channel, or just subscribe anyway, so we can get our numbers up. Yay! So and, we can and,
1: tell people we're cooler than we are,
0: right? And yeah. we can start monetizing and all that. I, I'm not sure if that has uh, if subscribers have anything to do with your ability to monetize, yeah. but. Um, uh, yeah but um, do all that that fun yeah. stuff uh, like our the- like our pages and follow us on the social medias and, yeah. and all at, that uh,
1: at geek garage pod on twitter yep uh, geek garage podcast on instagram right yes and then that uh, is search geek garage on facebook yep you can find me not that you should want to but you can find me at, at ted is on fire on twitter and instagram where I am not that active or that cool um, but yeah come uh, come say hi to the podcast and uh tell all your friends and then immediately regret telling all your friends
0: so. because that's the way it goes that's the way it goes <laughs> all right everyone be kind stay geeky eat less of cheesecake goodbye